Hello and welcome to the Self-Management Podcast. My name is Jay and I'm your host and author of the Soft and Centered blog. Listen through to the end to hear more about how what we learn and discuss here can be applied to make us more competent managers of our minds, bodies, lives, and futures. A truly well-lived life on this planet is largely an exercise in self-management skills. But I want to start at the very, very basics to fully illustrate all the ways that this is true. Each of us was taught a set of rules for living and thinking by our caregivers, our culture, maybe our peers, and by whatever experiences were handed to us early in life. Sometimes these rules were explicitly given to us or we just absorbed them by living and modeling the world and the adults around us. Research in neuroscience also continually reveals that our brains are naturally set to behave in certain ways in specific situations as human animals. Many times these rules and guidelines helped us in our communities navigate our environments successfully. But in so many instances, our upbringings and natural ways of thinking are misguided, not aligned with reality. There are common ways of thinking and behaving that unintentionally steer us towards harm, perpetuate prejudices and bad habits, and hold us back from really touching our full potentials individually and as a species. Our minds are powerful tools that virtually none of us have ever been taught how to properly use. And so our minds are often misused. This has had and continues to have serious consequences for you personally and consequences for all of humanity. I'm not even being a little bit dramatic. On a personal level, when we aren't given the tools to think clearly, regulate our emotions well, and develop great decision-making skills, we suffer. We are plagued needlessly by worry and negative emotions. We fall into destructive habits and repeatedly make decisions that disappoint us and hurt others. We are more easily scammed and taken in by people with bad intentions. We stay in relationships with destructive people and suffer the painful consequences of that. We fail to self-reflect and become a destructive person. With poor knowledge and weak self-management skills, we are more easily derailed by inevitable setbacks in life. Do not prioritize and follow through on the things important to us. Do not seek to understand ourselves really and fail to find meaningful contributions of our skills. We ultimately fail to make the most of our lives. We fail to truly enjoy the relationships we form with good people in our short time on this planet. What a tragic waste. On a global level, this lack has been disastrous. According to the World Health Organization, depression is still the leading cause of disability worldwide. While some causes of this psychiatric disorder are genetic, a person's mental health is strongly influenced by the quality of that person's environment, which is largely made up of the people, resources, and emotional climate around them. Emotional coping skills a person can access also plays a large role, which you can learn through self management. This tragic gap in people's ability to know and regulate themselves and relate well to those around them has directly contributed to war and division, hatred and unrest, distrust of science, and general feelings of animosity that lead to more negative moods, less cooperation, and more lashing out. Emotional mismanagement on mass scales escalates into genocides. 
wasted time and resources, the historically poor management and severe mistreatment of workers, children, women, the elderly, the poor. Important problems go unsolved. Unstable, unknowledgeable individuals make for an unstable world and vice versa. Worst of all, we are all robbed of the gifts and talents each person could have contributed if they weren't held back by all these emotional human failings, especially early in their development. Every child held back from schooling, abandoned or neglected, kidnapped into slavery, harmed or oppressed, and even just poorly parented, represents a mind injured and misused. This is a serious loss to us all and the positive contributions they could have made in their lifetime. This isn't even counting the harm that unknowledgeable and emotional injured humans inflict on others and further pass on to their communities and children in a heartbreaking cycle that plays plays out through generations. Our well-being as a species is both deeply personal and deeply interconnected pursuit. Okay, doom and gloom over. Here is the great part. When we do develop the skills to think more clearly, correct faulty beliefs that we've inherited, learn how to enjoy and uplift others, make better decisions, prioritize rest, intentionally nurture emotional growth in ourselves, and commit to lifelong learning, everything and everyone is better for it. On a personal level, you feel better. This matters. You have one life, and it is amazing when it feels good to live it. Life is challenging, yes, but it's also full of opportunities for meaning, joy, creativity, love, and a chance to test and expand our abilities. It's a chance to connect and form loving and lasting bonds with other helpful, kind people that make life on this planet much more fun. Developing greater self-management skills means that even in an ever-changing, unstable world, you feel resilient focused, and can tap into an inner peace that remains always accessible to you. I can't even describe how much better it feels when you become a consistently more competent manager of your living experience. You process and adapt to universally difficult experiences like loss, betrayal, rejection, sickness, injury, so much better and better learn how to recognize and stop recycling negative experiences so you go through fewer of those unnecessarily painful situations in the first place. You learn how to get along better with others who are different from you and learn how to discern positive, helpful individuals from destructive ones and curate your life so that when misfortune does strike, you are surrounded by loving, contributing members of society eager to offer their support. You become an asset to yourself and to the people around you. You don't run from responsibility or the healthy challenges that do strengthen you as an individual. You manage and care for your body better and more intentionally. You reject and limit elements that harm it wherever you can. Whether you like it or not, you are above all a biological machine. Your effectiveness depends on how knowledgeable and motivated you are to maintain your only true home, the place where you truly live. Your mind and entire experience in this life is created and regulated by this machine and it remains your most prized possession and asset. Although there are many valid and beautiful ways to live life, there are paths that are objectively less painful and more fulfilling than others. Although there are very many valid ways of thinking, there are ways that are truer and more life-affirming than others. Life 
isn't all about achievements. But when you're able to identify goals that are important to you, make progress to realize them, and overall achieve the things that you set out to do more often, that feels pretty good. This clear-headed thinking and decision-making becomes instrumental in building a healthy and rewarding life for yourself. When you deliberately improve your self-management skills, you understand your mind better, the minds of others, become more disciplined in thought, Indeed, stand better armed against the sway of other confident but unknowledgeable people or bad actors who intentionally use misinformation to sway your decisions in order to benefit themselves regardless of the harm it causes you and your community. I'm not speaking theoretically here, by the way, focusing on improving a wide range of my own self-management skills in the last few years of the pandemic has been absolutely transformative. I literally owe my much stronger emotional health, physical health, financial health, mental growth, and spiritual depth to doing this work. I have more and better relationships, deeper psychological health, repaired or left behind chronically destructive relationships, and propped up better boundaries. I learned to have a greater command of my financial resources and even made a huge, unexpected, but exciting and gratifying transition to a much more aligned, even if much more difficult, career path. I'm developing the mental skills that have allowed me to focus my efforts on the right things, weather setbacks, and navigate life and transitions much more confidently. I know myself more deeply and accurately, so I can make more intentional decisions about where I belong, habits I need to form and break, and who I should surround myself with for a much more satisfying and enjoyable existence. And beyond that, I just like and appreciate myself to a degree I hadn't ever experienced before. I am proud of and lean on my strengths while understanding my weaknesses more precisely. I can face and acknowledge them and work to correct what I can while compassionately and humbly accepting any natural limitations and moments I have failed and will fail again. It is so relaxing. This is not about changing yourself to become some cookie cutter template person. It's about creating ways to bring out the best and most constructive aspects of your unique being and innate potential. It's about limiting the worst in human beings so we don't keep tripping on our progress and harm so many others so often. I didn't start this podcast because I'm an expert here. I'm doing this because knowing and applying this stuff works. I love what evidence-based guidance has done for me internally, which often then does reflect outwardly as external success when consistently applied to things that are important to me. I want to continue to grow in this way and share what works with as many other people who feel called to grow and expand. This, by the way, is still only the benefits on just the individual level. When we commit to doing this work globally, we prosper. Humans that practice these skills can't help but deeply value nature and other living beings more. Communities and governments become increasingly populated with people who make decisions based on reason and the best science available instead of decisions rooted in anxiety, superstition, and paranoia. We more easily manage our emotions to collaborate with others towards healthier futures and against threats to our collective survival. Our relational skills grow, we get along with different people better, and our bonds expand in both number and quality. Best and maybe most importantly of all, our children grow up in a world of increasingly happier, healthier, stable, and competent adults. That effect is multiplied 
through them. Our children's children and their children will feel the positive effects of the work we do on ourselves now. We progress as a species. We become more effective workers. We become more consistently competent and compassionate managers and leaders. We become better spouses, daughters, sons, mothers, fathers, creatives, visionaries, humans. I am floored sometimes when I think about the potential of the kind of world we could build through this internal work. The depth of inner stability and peace that we could enjoy. In this way, growing yourself and your self-management abilities is just as much a spiritual pursuit. But these life and world-changing outcomes don't happen on their own. Most people just default to the status quo. To realize these rewards, we must train. This podcast is designed to support that effort. The mission here is to provide engaging, well-researched, evidence-based explorations into topics that help us build and refine our self-management abilities. I'll also be highlighting the writing of different scholars, researchers, and experts whose work has shown a light on this path and have often personally guided my own thinking in positive ways. Episodes will be uploaded several times a week, so be sure to subscribe and check back here often. You can find more resources, essays, the citations, and episodes of this podcast also on my blog where I've distilled these life navigation skills into four main areas. Decision-making, emotional intelligence and regulation, relaxation and recovery, and learning and organization. This is just the launching point, and like all great projects, I expect this to grow, evolve, and deepen. My hope is that you offer me feedback and interact often to help shape this effort as it grows as well. Almost everything in this life is a skill. We have limitations, yes, but we can't know them until we harness the boldness and work ethic to try to touch them. Don't worry too much about where you're starting or what your current weaknesses are. With persistence, willingness, and the right effort, you will grow and be exposed to people, opportunities, and experiences on the other side of fear that you would have otherwise missed. Appreciate this insanely unique time in history. Global literacy has never been higher and scholarly information previously trapped in ivory towers has never been more available to the masses directly and this trend is only increasing. You can't manage the universe, so your only option is to learn to manage yourself. Thank you for listening to this intro and I look forward to having you on this journey with me. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay on top of the weekly uploads. Scroll down to the show notes in the description of this episode for a link to the blog softncentered.com and to get onto the bi-weekly newsletter so you're the first to know about new posts, releases, and other updates. Please, please take just a few minutes right now to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. The feedback and support means a lot to me and I love hearing from you. Feel free to email me at softandcentered at gmail.com as well or on any of my socials at softandcentered on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Thank you again and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.